Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. We are live on loudmouthradio.com. It is always an amazing evening to be on air. And tonight we're so proud to be in 2017 and have our new Tea Time shows on air. As always, we are so excited about our listeners listening in around the world. And if you have an opportunity tonight to speak with us, you can always dial in at 347-826-7520. We're also available online to listen to on your phone, tablet, computers, um, you can check us out right now on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. And tonight we have an amazing guest who is going to give some education to those who uh, hopefully are going to be ready to to really listen to some very important information because it impacts each and every one of us, specifically in the uh, northern hemisphere of the United States, because we are a country that is driven by credit. Unfortunately, um, you know, we're in a world that... Uh, have uh, survived quite a few things and uh, if you've uh, been alive these last 40 years you know the recession has been up and down uh, for multiple years and uh, it's something that we always survive and manage to overcome but how much does it impact us? Well I'm sure tonight's guest uh, Mr. Wayne Crawley who is uh, one of the partners in this amazing business that's overhead 20 years of uh, financial planning and credit restoration services which is going to lead me to bring in our guest for this evening as we talk to him and uh, spotlight his company, the National Credit Restoration Assistance, that is based right out of the Tampa Bay, Florida market. Good evening. Welcome, William. Welcome. You're welcome to Live. Hey. Live on air. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. I'm smiling. I'm so excited because we get to hear some real words of uh, expertise come across the airwaves. From the Fair, Fair Credit Reporting Act to uh, some invaluable tools and resources that I know that you're going to be able to insightfully give to consumers that are trying to get their lives and business back on track. So how's it? How is today going for you? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. You know, the sunny Florida weather here, a little chilly. It's 75, but it's chilly here. Did you say chilly? <laughs> yes, but he. Yeah, I said chilly. It's 75. He said chilly. So all for all those who are on the on the north <laughs> from my hometown, Chicago or your New Yorkers, or, yeah, don't don't cuss them out. Don't call them in and give it give it a yeah. <laughs> but, Now I'm from uh, Missouri. I'm from Missouri though, Kansas City side. Oh, so it's so cold there. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm from Chicago, so we're not far apart. So we really know that right. this time of year, and we're usually warm. It's 70 degrees in, in uh, the metro Atlanta area. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, this is a, a part of some of the things that we're dealing with in society, global warming, you know, but they try to say it's not real. But, hey, they say credit wasn't real either until you get denied. So we, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, w- I want to give you the opportunity. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, will Veronica also be uh, taking part of the conversation this evening as well? 
No, she she won't be on the call. I usually go out and do all the speaking, public speaking, everything. I do the jawbone, and she does the backboning, so she takes care of all the clients. Say it again. I love board. it. You got to know your place. You <laughs> got to know your strengths. You know that's what I mean? Right. Uh, that's right. That's right. I do all the jawboning. But I'm just saying, you got to know what you're doing. That's right. <laughs> be in your lane. That's right. Be in your lane. I love exactly. it. Exactly. So listen, brother, I'm going to tell you guys, to my listening audience, you know, it's amazing. You know, I, I had an opportunity to see William a few weeks ago, and I'm going to kind of put him out there on, the, on blast right here live on the radio. And, um, I, you know, it's, it's amazing to see um, someone who has profoundly um, made a commitment in their life to, um, to be a servitude. You know, those who are entrepreneurs, uh, those who are inspiring to be entrepreneurs, that's why we do this show. Uh, to really give a, a platform for small business owners um, and entrepreneurs to to really leverage their their expertise, their leadership, their knowledge, um, their vitality of of being who they are and why they're doing what they do. And I can remember meeting William. Uh, it had to be back in 2002, 2003. I used to work for Verizon in Florida, in Tampa Bay, St. Pete. And uh, he came in. I, I helped him with different landlines and cell phone issues and stuff like that. But when I met this brother, he was doing exactly what he's doing right now. And I say that because um, even as an entrepreneur myself, it's so funny, William, you'll see people, and they may have not seen you in five, seven, eight years, and you're like, hey, what's going on? You're catching up. And they say, yeah, you're still doing that thing. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's one of those funny things that sometimes I don't know people don't really realize that, yeah, this this is really what I'm about and what I do. And um, you know, you fair. You definitely yeah. have had your fair share of, of being around the Tampa Bay area, and it's, it's one of those things. You have a, a you're in an area where the population is growing. You have people that moved in and moved out, um, so it's really not uh, vain to say that I'm sure there's still a substantial amount of people that do not know about you, that do not know about your services, because they haven't had the privilege or understanding of opportunity to meet you and, and know what you do. So, if you would tell me and tell our listening audience about National Credit Restoration Assistance and how William, you know, how, how did you all even get started? And uh, we'll mm-hmm. just kind of start from there. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I guess I've been in the financial world uh, since the probably the mid-'80s. And understand, I started, okay. out with insur- started out with insurance, understanding uh, how the insurance policies rob you. And so I've always uh, taken the stand of challenging the corporate structure, the uh, status quo, because I always felt that anything that's being pushed in the media is being pushed mm-hmm. from the agenda of the the media and the and the and those who control the media. So they get their Ooh. agenda out. So when they tell you they tell you things like credit repair is not a good thing, bankruptcy is the best way to go. Uh, you know, but yeah, insurance they feel that is, that's how they're navigating through you know, life, right? That's how they're building. The right, world. right. Okay, I hear you, brother. That's I hear right. You. So, Keep it so, going. So we we always had to start to, yeah we had to take a second look and say okay if it's coming off that uh, the boob tube or whatever you want to call it then it it mm-hmm. needs to be questioned and challenged before we accept it in our lives because that's what benefits the the corporate structure we need to know what benefits right. our structure you know and I hate to use the word consumer uh, right. I guess but for lack of a better phrase I'll just use that in in this point of reference you know we as consumers. We're going right. to. We're thinking that they're looking out for our best interest. They're not looking out for your interest. Um, you have to look out for At your all. own interest. And what I've done, yeah, so what I've done is started to read read their documentation, study it, mm-hmm. and then apply it and see what really works. You know, so be familiar with the Fair Credit Reporting Act, Fair Debt Collection Practice Act, Uniform Commercial Code, the Consumer Protection Act, 
all the consumer laws out there, the Federal Trade Commission, Uniform Commercial Code, we need to familiarize ourselves with these tools, with these instruments, and then see how it can benefit us. Don't listen to the TV screen tell you what's going to benefit you because it's not, they're, not, they're not working in your interest. That's not their objective. Right. That's not their objective. So we, we, I try to tell people, start to empower yourselves because if we don't empower ourselves, nobody will. And if you if don't, the people sit up and think we have rights. You don't have rights unless you fight for them, unless you understand that's them and right. how to use them. If if you don't use them, then you don't have no rights, and and you deserve what you get. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at. It. I'm kind of harsh on those circumstances, but I like people. Tell the truth, though. Shame the come at you straight. Yeah, that's right. right. So it comes straight at them. Right. So so that's where. So it kind of led. That started me on my path of trying to looking at things from a different perspective. And then uh, around 1998, after being in the car business. And mm-hmm. in the finance and the car, car business as well, um, starting to say, wow, uh, these people are coming in here. The majority of people that came in there had bad credit. And right. I was dealing with mortgage brokers and, and realtors at the same time, and everybody was complaining about their credit, you know, how bad people's credit was. And I said, well, how do these people get this stuff straightened out? Because the information does, in fact, belong to them. So how do they do it? And so we were taught from the industry that we in, the sales industry, is telling them, well, buy your, them to buy your service no matter what the – no matter what the interest rate is, and then after so many right. months, they, their credit would be repaired that way. And I said, well, right. yeah, I mean, I did that for a number of years. Now, don't get me wrong. I did it, too. I, I was out there making a living, marketing their mm-hmm. services, thinking that it's going to turn people's credit around. Then in 1990, 1998, a gentleman came to me from a company called ICR, International Credit Repair, with Bernie Pavoni, Gloria Taktak, and Abud Saman. And they had a... Mm-hmm a great company called uh, ICR is international credit repair. And the thing that struck me was they sent me down, they told, taught me exactly how credit, how the credit industry works and how people can legally restore their credit. Even they had a lawsuit against the credit reporting agencies. Uh, I mean, and this was an international, this was a nationally known company that did credit repair and they had a lawsuit pending against the credit reporting agencies or they were about to, uh, implement a, a lawsuit or something that made nature, but they were doing thousands of credit repairs a week at this company, mm-hmm. and they had numerous mm-hmm. agents working around the country. So I became involved with the company, and they really taught me a lot about credit repair. But ironically, they went out of business. I had no interest in working on people's credit. We had no interest in that. Right. I just wanted to market the services so my clients get their credit restored, and they come and buy. Uh, product for me and at a better lower interest rate and more competitive interest rate. But right. ironically, the company went out of business and, uh, you know, oh, no, really? dumbfounded. Yeah. And so uh-huh. Veronica said, because Veronica, my, my wife at the time, who is my ex-wife now, but we still run the business together. So just because you're married, you break up, don't mean you, you're enemies, folks. I want to make sure people are clear on that. We've been doing this for almost 20 years now uh, together. Right. But she's the one that came up, came up with the idea to say, uh, listen, Let's go ahead and if the company went out of business and we have so many clients that are continuing to call us, let's go ahead and learn this Fair Credit Reporting Act ourselves and try to do what we can do. So right. that's what we did. We, and so around the early 2000s, we decided, okay, let's go ahead and do this on our own, but let's understand. And really, we got to offer something bigger and better and more intense than ICR because we were just a small mom and pa company where we right. were dealing with the international company or, you know, so they say with the international company, I believe it was a national company, but nevertheless, they li- didn't even impact on the industry. But I like to say that we took what they taught us and then we had to expand mm-hmm. it because, you know, we had to offer more than what they had and keep the price the same. And that's what we did. We kept the same price 
even this day. So that's it. That's kind of I'll probably touch on that throughout the presentation uh, as to mm-hmm. other avenues of how we approach the credit repair. But that's how we pretty much how we got started in, in the credit industry. Now we also renamed it instead of calling it credit repair. We say National Credit Restoration Assistance. So we don't like to label ourselves as a credit repair company, the, even though, right? Huh? Yeah, but I even though most exactly. companies, mm-hmm. yeah. So people just you know, so people can understand what we do. We do a form of credit repair, but it's much more intense, much more in depth, right. and we're transparent. We let you see everything. We teach you about the credit industry because we're not worried about anybody mm-hmm. trying to steal the business because it's a lot of work. And we yes, it our, is. even our you it know takes a as, lot. Far, as far as mm-hmm. we're concerned, yeah, we can't we can't tap the industry out there. We probably have one percent or less than one percent of the market because it's just that people don't want to do all this work. And we, we if you're gonna compete with us folks, then you better take a look at what we do first because we open this book, <laughs> we'll open book for our clients. Okay. We give yes. our clients everything. We're not trying to sit up and say that we have a like ICR, one of the one of the problems with ICR they said they had an exclusive computer search program that went in and correctly okay. identified derogatory and outdated information. Well, they really didn't have an exclusive computer, exclusive, what they call it, a computer search program, and they said they weren't mm-hmm. sure about Lloyds of London. In reality, it's just the Fair Credit Reporting Act, <laughs> okay? And right. it's a public document. This word is 1970. Nice. Yeah, yeah, right. that's what they did. And most companies won't let you see the disputes. We send the disputes to the clients and encourage them to make copies for themselves. So they know that we're not using the same dispute over and over again. So, in other words, we right. just took credit repair and put it on steroids and reintroduced it to the public in that, in, that, uh, in, that, in that format and really help people to understand here's what's happening with credit repair. This is what you can do. We call it credit restoration assistance. i got to sneeze right quick. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Well, look, while you making that little sneeze, let's go ahead and sneeze. take a little quick commercial break. Yeah, let's go to a quick mm-hmm. commercial break and come on back and let uh, Mr. Crawley tell us more. This is great. Knowledge, guys. National Credit Restoration Assistance of Tampa Bay. We have live here on Tea Time. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. All right. We are back live, and we have Mr. William Crawley that's on air here, um, representing National Credit Restoration Assistance. Before we went to a quick commercial break, um, you were speaking really diligently, William, about how you guys even got started. So, you know, so we're looking at uh-huh. about 15, 16 years you guys have been in the business at this point. So for you, I know you had a, a long extensive background that you mentioned about financial planning. So the, the, let's, let's kind of talk about this. We're in a stage now where a lot of our laws and stuff have changed. So what do you, you know, what do you recommend um, in your approach of speaking to someone about getting this process started? What can they expect? when they make contact with you and, and Veronica National Credit. Okay, yeah. Okay, so here's what we, we want people to understand is that the, the laws are being constantly amended and things like that. I heard you say that and be changed and then there's okay. new laws being introduced. If we can understand the economy, the whole umbrella of the economy from international banking to your local bank, 
and understand that the credit reporting agencies are nothing but an extension of the bankers, okay? It's another way that the bankers can justify getting in your pocket, charging higher interest rate penalties and fees and et cetera, and make it justifiable because they now they have a credit agency that can score you. But it, this credit, this scoring system through the credit reporting agencies are severely flawed. But in understanding, like the Constitution, which was created in the 1700s, it's still a document that we use today, and we can definitely use the document to empower us as citizens of this country if we really understood it. And we can understand how they're violating the laws. So the Fair Credit Reporting Act is the law that's been around since the 1970s. But it's mm-hmm. barely t- touched, barely tapped into. Most people aren't even familiar with the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And these are laws that can protect you against, protect you from the abuses of the credit reporting agency. And believe me, corporate America is out there to make money off of your ignorance. I, I, don't, exactly. I don't spend a lot of time blaming them. They're in business. And their business is to manipulate you into buying their products and they can make the maximum amount of money off of you. But we've got to exactly. learn to play the game and to quit crying like we victims and understand that these people are not going to change their ways. Only thing that's going to have to change is you. And if you don't change exactly. your ways, then they're going to continue to take advantage of you. And that's what Finish the credit reporting agencies and industry has done to us, or we've allowed them to do to us ever since its inception in 1970. Most of us, as I said earlier, have not familiarized ourselves with the Fair Credit Reporting Act. If you're out there listening, you should get a pen and paper because I'll be shooting out laws and stuff like that, or places where you can go to find these laws. And we're going to tell you tonight how you can do the credit repair yourself. If you don't want to do it yourself, then you can definitely come to us. But we want to. The more informed you are, the better this society will become. So go to FTC.gov. That's the Federal Federal Trade Commission website. It's FTC. That's Frank Tom Charlie. dot gov. That's where you will find the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Okay, this is the document that we use for the credit reports. Now, the Credit Restoration Assistance Program, remember I mentioned earlier, we had to enhance the services from the traditional credit repair in order to make ourselves more attractive and also more believable. Right. Exactly. We use the Fair Credit Reporting Act to dispute the negative information on the credit report. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, we use the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act and certain aspects of the Uniform Commercial Code to deal with validation of debt, and even the cease and desist. And then we have what you call the uh, Federal Trade Commission follow-up letter. So we're doing three additional steps. We fine-tune the first step of using the Fair Credit Reporting Act to dispute. Then we have three additional steps, the Federal Trade Commission follow-up letter, the cease and desist, and the validation of debt letter that we've incorporated into our services to to let people understand we want to give you complete credit restoration assistance. That's why we call it credit restoration assistance as opposed to traditional credit repair. Most of the companies that do exactly. credit repair are doing what they call just a very basic, very basic thing that you could do yourselves. You probably can't do what we do, but we're, we're going to teach you how to do what we do, okay? But the traditional credit repair companies that charge twice as much as what we charge, okay? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they charge the same price, but they do not give you the same services that we do. That's why They're we get on the air. Right. right, not extensive. We get on the air and we show you exactly what we're going to do. We're going to show you the four steps of what we're going to do and then compare us to any of those credit repair companies out there. And there's a lot of them out there that profess that they do a great job doing credit repair, but I tell people it's not complete unless you're doing cease and desist, validation of debt, and the Federal Trade Commission follow-up letter. 
So those are the, the those are the additional mm-hmm. steps that we need to understand. So when we use the Fair Credit Reporting Act, when we use the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act, Uniform Commercial Code, uh, and all the consumer protection laws out there, now you're empowering yourself. And the more empowered you are, the more knowledgeable about the more knowledgeable you are, it will help the whole industry. So that's what we we the, what differentiates us from the rest of the competition. And believe me, I love the comp I love competition because that's what makes me better. If I can't if I can't compete, then I'm going to perish. And believe me, I've been around. Part. Like I said, we've been around since 1998, so it's been more a little more than 15 or 16 years because we've been you know involved in the industry. Almost 20. Uh, yeah. Just that, yeah. But we just didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't, we had no desire to do what we're doing today. We had no desire to do it because it's a lot of work. But the company went out of business and we were independent contractors for the company. So we had to step up to the pump and say, okay, we still got clients coming to us. So let's go ahead and see what we can do. And so that's, that's when we got into this credit repair. And so helping people to understand these laws, that's the biggest uh, concept here. Is to get people yeah. to understand these laws. Right. And so now how so much time, how much you time are you going to have? Steps. You, yeah, you, you, you're good to go. You got you got some time. So you say you have four okay. steps. Um, yeah, so I think it'd be great to four just steps. touch on those four steps. Yes, absolutely. Okay, let's do it. All right. So 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 um, we want to help people. And some people speak my language. Some people don't. But we say we don't, we don't say really use the word understand as much as we do overstand and understand because we want people to really internalize mm-hmm. this, these uh, these options and then e- execute them. And once you do that, you will find that. You could change your life literally overnight. What is the Fair Credit Reporting Act now? If you understand the Constitution of the United States, let me just, history right here is very important to me. The Constitution of the United States created in the 1700s, okay? In there, if you can, if anybody in this country, so-called citizen in this country, could understand the, 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 the Constitution of the United States, you can use that as a powerful document to correct the misbehaviors of the government. Okay, even we have the Second Amendment in there. That means if the government does, it, does go astray and is not abiding by the rules, we have the Second Amendment where we have a well-informed militia that will go in and make sure that things go right. Okay, now that, that's what right. we have. But most of us are too scared, too scared to execute, execute these options. Our government is doing some foul stuff, and it's letting the corporations and the bankers and everybody else get away with murder. But the bottom Absolutely. line is, we're the, recipient, we're the recipients of all of these atrocities, of all of this fraudulent activity. And if we sit around and allow it to happen, then shame on us and we get what we deserve. So we are going to have to become proactive and learn these laws. I said the Constitution because it's a perfect example of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. If we really under, understand the Constitution, we'll understand that the Federal Reserve Banking System is a direct violation of the Constitution, Articles 1, Section 8 and 10. The Federal Reserve still exists to this day, even though it's Say a that. violation of the Constitution. Time, I bet you that went over okay. some people's heads. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Okay. The con- in the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8 and 10, it outlaws the existence of a central bank owned and operated by a foreign cartel called, called a central bank. Okay. The Federal Reserve Banking System was created in this country in 1913. It's a direct violation of the Constitution. Yet and still, it exists to this day because the people aren't enforcing the so-called Constitution, okay? We're not mm-hmm. enforcing it. So I say that to say this, that if, if we're not enforcing the Constitution and the Federal Reserve is still in existence, the same thing is going on with the credit reporting agencies, okay? The Fair Credit Reporting mm-hmm. Act was created in 1970, and the credit reporting agencies, were, they, they used, well, Congress created the Fair Credit Reporting Act to regulate the behavior of the violations and the fraudulent activity of the credit reporting agencies. But 
Most no. people were not familiar with the Fair Credit Reporting Act, as most people are not familiar with the Constitution. So therefore, the, the credit reporting agencies are getting away with bloody murder, just like the Federal Reserve Banking System is getting away with bloody murder in this country right now to this day. But we have no one, we have nobody to blame but ourselves because we're not familiarizing we're ourselves with it. these laws. Yes. Right. And, and, and most mm-hmm. people, most these holy rollers out here, and I, that's exactly what I call them, the holy rollers, okay? They think they, they, but they don't, they never take the time to really read the, the holy books, okay? But the holy books are against usury and interest and things like that and, 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 and banking fraud. It's against it. But most of, the, most of the people out there are so tied up with life after death, they don't understand. Look, these books can provide you information where you can defend yourself against the atrocities of corporate America and its tactics on a daily basis. Jose 4 and 6 in the Bible says, my people are destroyed by lack of knowledge. But most That's people right. don't look at it like that. But you, we, we are dying because we're getting murdered and bamboozled because of lack of knowledge. So I get tired of all these holy rollers coming to me all the time talking about saving my soul, but not trying to understand what the book really says. <laughs> okay, exactly. tell me what the book really says. Okay, I don't need I don't I don't need my soul saved as much as I need to understand the book and how it can prevent how it can protect me or benefit me, me. Right. and getting rid of this corporate structures. So don't come at me with that right. nonsense. Okay, folks, I'm telling you, and I hope that I'm offending people on this call where you can interact with me and get on here and have some dialogue because I can answer any question you have. When it comes to the credit reporting agency or even the, the whole economy, because I study the economy. That's how I'm so well versed with the credit reporting agencies, because I know who controls them. The Federal Reserve controls exactly. the credit reporting agencies in this country. And if the Federal Reserve is a violation of the Constitution, then the, then the credit reporting agencies are violating the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And so what we the people must do is understand and familiarize ourselves with the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And then we can go after the credit reporting agencies for their blatant uh, violations of the, of the, of our consumer rights. Now, in understanding the Fair Credit Reporting Act, you must understand this: what this document is saying. I can go through and start quoting law after law after law, which don't mean anything because it's written in legalese anyway. So it's it's purposely written to confuse you. But I'm going to simplify yeah. it for you in these next few phrases. What the Fair Credit Reporting Act is primarily about is violation of due process. We know. That the clients that we have, we know that they've done it. We know that they've had bankruptcy, tax liens, rate repossession, mm-hmm. late payments, collections, inquiries. We know they committed all these acts. I tell people, if exactly. you didn't commit the acts, then file a police report and say that you're a victim of identity theft because you didn't commit them. But 99.9% right. of the clients that come to me, I know and they know that they've done it. They've had repossession, bankruptcy, tax lien, judgments, or whatever. Our job is to say, okay, Mr. Credit Reporting Agency, here's what we're saying. The Fair Credit Reporting Act of 1970 says that you must that you must verify this information before putting it on my report that means you must verify it with me okay True that. that means you must verify it with me make sure people make sure you understand this folks you understand this understand this and overstand it as well and that means like mm-hmm. for instance let me make sure you understand the scenario the federal reserve banking system was created in 1913 it was a direct violation of the constitution then it's still a direct violation of the constitution but through our participation and our ineptness and our uh, misunderstanding of the laws, we've allowed it to exist and create instability in the economy ever since its creation. So we are the ones that have allowed this to happen because we're not familiar with the laws of the Constitution in particular. So the Fair Credit Reporting Act is dealing with you more on a personal basis, where the Constitution is dealing with us on more of a national basis. 
in defending our so-called civil rights. So the Fair Credit Reporting Act says the credit reporting agencies must verify this information with the consumer. Not just right. gather the information and slam it on your report, but what, this is what happens. Exactly. <laughs> when, when, the, when your traditional lenders are out there, they're sending information to the credit reporting agencies. The credit reporting agencies are uh, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Now, there's over 800 credit reporting agencies around the country. But they get most of them, 99.9% of them get their information from the credit reporting agencies, which are the big three, Experian, Equifax, or TransUnion. Now, just a brief history on them, because I believe in history, a historical analysis of everything. TRW was your first credit reporting agency, which was created in 1969. Congress created the Fair Credit Reporting Act in 1970 to regulate TRW. TRW is now Experian, and in the, in, in the time frame of that, Equifax and TransUnion also evolved. So all three of them are called the big three. The big three give out the information to all the other smaller credit reporting agencies around the country. Okay. So that's that's the breakdown historically of how they were created. So the Fair Credit Reporting Act was created by Congress in 1970, just like the Constitution was created in the 1700s. Okay. And they they give you the government, the corporations, I mean, the government, they give you the laws to protect yourself, but they damn sure ain't going to enforce them unless you make them. Uh, unless you force them to protect you. So exactly. if we understood, go back to the Holy Books once again, I'll just make sure. We are flesh and blood, okay? We are the true gods and goddesses of this universe. We make things turn, okay? We are the ones that got to enforce it. If we don't act like the true gods and the god of a responsible person, okay, that's what that means, a responsible person, a person who wants to govern themselves, if you exactly. refuse to govern yourself, then you surely be governed by tyrants. And that's what we we relinquished our God-given rights and, and given it to tyrants. Now, when tyrants uh, control us, we, we become crybabies and say, look at what they're doing to us. We have the option exactly. to make that change anytime we want to by familiarizing ourselves with the law. So the Constitution's been here. They're violating the Constitution, and they're violating it because of our participation. Same thing with the credit reporting agencies. Most people yeah, out there that have bad credit. Yes, mm-hmm. we are. Most, of, most people out there that have bad credit, you don't have to have bad credit. You just choose to have bad credit. But the Fair Credit Reporting Act is a public document that's accessible to all of us. If you go to FTC.gov, the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act, some people call it the Federal Debt Collection Practice Act, both of them are there. You can read them at your own leisure, and you can implement these laws anytime you get ready. So you don't have to have bad credit. Just because you missed a payment, you've had a bankruptcy or had some glitches in your life, Life ain't over. Don't you see? We right. have a president that right now. That's not the sum of you, right. More right. times than people we have, have skipped their grades. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so I'm not encouraging people to misbehave, but at the same time, the economy is created that way. We It wants us to default because that's the way right. they make money is through our default exactly. on debts or in our ignorance of how the debt works. Most of us don't understand House Rent Resolution 192. Most of us don't understand the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 or the IRS Act. Now, most of us don't understand the Glass-Steagall or, or the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Most of us don't understand none of these dynamics in the industry. But what we can do is the flesh and blood, we are the real flesh and blood. These are just entities that are waiting for us to give it direction. If we don't give it direction, it's going to take on a, its own identity, and the identity is going to be hijacked by the corporations, and they're going to use it to their benefit. So it's all about business. These people are conducting business. And if you don't want to be what you would call a victim of their circumstances, 
of their chicanery, of their their uh, their uh, fraudulent activity, and familiarize right. yourself with these documents, and and then you can go back at them. So what we've done is we've exactly. taken this Fair Credit Reporting Act. And we said, people, here's the power. The Fair Credit Reporting Act is saying violation of due process. So that means has has anybody out there on this call right now? Has anybody been contacted by a credit reporting agency? Now we we're doing a live show, right? Right, that's live. <laughs> okay, people. Well, look, okay. Let me, so let me people, open this up. We do have some listeners, and let me see if uh, you would like to talk to us live. Just press the one on your keypad, and we right. will bring you in. And um, so we we have some people that are listening, and you know I, I know okay. that I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this. Let me just close this. We never want mm-hmm. anybody to feel like we're trying to embarrass them or anything like that. You know, we, you know, we do understand mm-hmm. that some people want to have the uh, privacy because credit is one of those things. That a lot of times, people find to have shame. So you, mm-hmm. you don't have to say your real name if you want to ask a question or pose a question. You can give an alias name, whatever's going to make you comfortable. And I'm sure uh, William is, is very open to asking, um, to answering any questions that you may have. Yeah. So I just want to give that little disclosure out there. Um, so if you're if you're okay, I guess right now William, they're just listening, so they're good right now. So we're okay. going to go ahead and let you continue right, to keep talking. Okay. So as I was saying earlier. I, when I'm doing a live presentation, I do I do I speak in uh, Sandy Springs right there in Georgia uh, once or twice a year as well to the real estate investors group out there at the Hudson okay, Grill. Awesome. So if anybody's in that area, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm usually there exactly uh, twice a year about. speaking there. Okay, yeah, I speak there at the Hudson Grill. Uh, they got a big room in the back, about two three hundred people can get in that room. So they bring me on twice a year just to talk about specifically about credit repair to real, realtors, mortgage brokers, bankers, and investors. So uh, I'll give a shout out to. Uh, um, Sunny, and then I'll let you announce when I, when I am in town. Okay. Anyway, right, I just awesome. myself. <laughs> so I always, but I always, I said that to say this. I, whenever I go and speak, and I speak all around the country, I ask people in the audience, has anybody here been contacted by a credit reporting agency? And nobody raised their hand because the reason, exactly. the reason why I say that is because you should have a great relationship with the credit reporting agency because as long as you're participating in the economy, the credit reporting agencies must verify all this information prior to putting it on your report. They must verify it with you prior to putting it on your credit report. They're not verifying anything with you. But the problem is not them not verifying it with you. The problem is You're not you following assuming up and that they're, it. Right. Yes. Right. You're assuming that they're doing what they, they're supposed to, and they're not. They're not doing what they're supposed to because they're supposed to contact you prior to putting the information on your credit report to make sure that you're in agreement. And then it's accurate information. But since right. they haven't done that, the assumption on our behalf is, well, I did have that bankruptcy. I did have that late payment. I did have the account with Macy's. I did have the uh, credit card with Visa. So they're right to report it. No, they're not right to report it. Now, here's what makes it right if they're going to report it, according to the Fair Credit Reporting Act. If, if mm-hmm. uh, I have a late payment with, with, uh, my, on my mortgage, the mortgage company sends it to the credit reporting agency. If the credit reporting agency keeps this information in their file, tucks it away, and doesn't release it to any third party, then that's okay. They can just gather that information for their own personal reference. But what the credit reporting agencies are doing is they're taking your information and they're marketing it. They're selling your information. So if they're going to do that, then they must wow. get your permission in order to do that and verify the accuracy of these accusations. They're not doing none of that. That's why I ask people, have you been contacted by a credit reporting agency? No, you haven't. So then, therefore, you shouldn't have a credit report because they have not verified any of the information that's on the credit report to justify you having the credit report in the first place. 
So they're violating the Fair Credit Reporting Act right there. So that's grounds for information to be taken off your credit mm-hmm. report legally because they have not verified it. I don't care what the nature of it is. Make people listen to me carefully. It could be something as small as an inquiry, as mediocre as a late payment, as challenging as a bankruptcy, a tax lien, a judgment, or whatever. It doesn't matter. The credit reporting agencies have not verified this information with you properly. That's grounds for it to be deleted from your credit report legally. And then some people are even going to sue. I, I, we don't do the suing because we're not attorneys. We're credit report, credit repair, or credit restoration, I guess you would say experts. Right, we would turn right, you over right. to, the, to the attorney, and the attorney can assist you in suing the credit reporting agencies. But first and foremost, you want to get your credit legally repaired. So we tell people, use the Fair Credit Reporting Act. If you read it, I know it's confusing. Okay, we know it's confusing. That's why it's a full transparency with us. We're going to take your reports. We're going to construct the laws up from the Fair Credit Reporting Act. Then we're going to send these disputes to you, encourage you to make a copy, and then send those disputes off to the credit agency. When you get the results from the credit agency within 30 business days, it's going to tell you one of a couple of different things. Either it's been deleted, it's been updated, it's been new information, blow, whatever the case. But this gives you a chance gives you a chance to see what laws we use to remove what so you have a record of it so that you can say, well, exactly. listen, I'm going to do this myself in the future. So we're giving you all the information you need in order to challenge the credit reporting agencies uh, based on due, violations of due process. Okay. So that's what we use in, in the, we call it the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And we use that to go after the credit reporting agencies for violation of due process. We do not care what it is. We do, let me make sure you understand. We do not care what it is. You don't have to follow a police report or nothing like that. You can use the Fair Credit Reporting Act and have this information challenged. And you can have between 75 to 85% of it removed. We never tell people 100%, even though we have a lot of clients that we, we've gotten 100% from, for, but we never tell mm-hmm. you that because it's a numbers game. And here's the problem exactly. with that. The credit, the credit reporting agencies get to investigate themselves. I always tell people, the next time you commit a crime, go into the courts and tell them you're going to do what the credit reporting agency do. You're going to investigate yourself and you get back to them with the results. Most time, you're going to be innocent. Okay, if you're going to do your own investigation of yourself, even if you committed the crime. Well, that's what the credit reporting agencies are doing. But what they're doing is they, they, they have to give us some leverage to make themselves seem legitimate. So they're going to give us some satisfaction, but as persistent as we are, we get we go above and beyond the call of satisfaction. So we're getting 100% a lot of the time, but we don't never tell people that. We usually tell people we're going to get about 75 to 85% removal of the negative information on the credit report. That within itself is uh, impressive because most of the time, m- most people are just getting between 30 to 50% success ratio. But what we're doing is we're cont- continuously going after them with a different law each time on the negative items that's on your credit report. Even though Absolutely. it's based on violation of due process, we still have a number of laws that we can use. And the law, there's mm-hmm. about 100 pages of laws in the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So it can be confusing. And we learn this through experience. That is aggressive. That's right. Yes. And we learn this through experience. So we want to make sure people understand that we learn this through experience. We didn't just read a book and then say, okay, now we got a program to do credit repair. No, we we. We got trial and error. We've done clients. We've been doing clients day in and day out the last almost 20 years doing credit repair. So we know a little bit more than the traditional person just read a book and think they're a credit repair expert. Okay, we've got we've got the track record to prove and the clients to prove that we can do what we say we can do. And then we have a money back guarantee. If we can't do it, we give you money back. Not a problem, folks. 
and we give you the contract ahead of time and let you see our terms and conditions of our contract, or we like to say our agreement, and we show you that the money-back guarantee, we tell you that ahead of time and let you read over the money-back guarantee before you even sign up with us. Because our job is to be, we had to be, we, we got to be better in order to compete with the big boys. We got to be better than them and charge a lower price. And that's what we've done. We offer better services, more services, and we kept our prices low and affordable. Well, let me ask you that's, this. That's, now, I know you guys are based step. out of, right, I know you guys are based out of uh, the St. Pete, Tampa, Clearwater area, but your services are available. Uh, what's your footprint nationwide. as far as services? Yeah, nationwide. We, we do this nationwide. Uh, and we're doing 20 years nationwide, and we have a four-stage process. And that was, I just touched on the first step, but just to answer your question, right. we are we, we're located in the Florida area, the Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater area, but we do credit restoration. We provide our credit restoration services in all 50 states. Awesome. Okay, okay. I don't want to open up. I just want to make sure our listeners know that if you would like to speak to us, just hit the one key on your keypad. Oh. I'll be able to bring you in. I yeah. see some people are coming in and they're listening. Um, I did say okay. this before. Um, I have somebody that wants to speak, so I'm going to let them come on live. Um, you, you not okay. have to say your real name if you don't want to, but William is very candid about answering any questions. You're live on Live Off Radio. Yeah. <laughs> hello? Yes, hello? Yes, Good we evening. can hear you. Okay, I wanted to ask a question. I have a couple of outstanding bills, and they've gone mm-hmm. to credit uh, collections. And they've offered me um, um, to pay like half our settlement. If mm-hmm. I pay the settlement, does that affect my credit report? I mean, for good or bad or? Yeah, great. That's oh, a great. That's a great question. That's a great question. And uh, but let me. I, I got a whole. Uh, that's what I just talked about. My first step, the validation of debt service, is what I'm going to go into now. So I'll go ahead and answer your question and, and tell people about validation of debt right now. Okay. But your first question, okay. I tell people. And let me tell you right now, I tell people, and I've been telling people for the last 15, 20 years, never, ever pay a collection, but never, ever ignore the collector. I'll say it one more time. Never, ever pay a collection, but never, ever ignore the collector. And yes, it does hurt your credit report. If you were to pay a collection, it hurts your credit report. Let me give you the picture now, okay? Let me make sure you understand the picture. What happens is when you go out to uh, accumulate debt is what I call it, credit or debt, then what you're doing is you're opening up contracts with the, with the original creditor. If you, okay. for some reason, default on that debt, can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, I thought, okay, I, thought I heard you. Okay, if you default on that debt at any juncture where you go from 90 to 180 days of non-payment, the original creditor who you open the contract with, whom you receive the services or the product from, they will charge the debt off because you were unable to pay, and it'll look bad on their books if they leave an open debt in excess of 90 to 180 days. So what they've okay. done is charged it off. I call a charge off a lower-level bankruptcy. In other words, they discharge the debt. Now, you can say it's an insurance write-off or a tax credit, whatever you want to say. I don't care. The point is when the original creditor, when the original creditor charges the debt off, you have been released of any obligation to that debt, to that, to that creditor, to the original creditor. Yeah. You have been released wow. of any obligation to that debt. Now, they're going to, when, when, the, when the original creditor charges debt off, you will no longer hear from them because their debt's been satisfied through the charge-off. But what they do is they sell the debt for pennies on the dollar to collectors all across the country, whoever. They can sell to multiple collectors if they want to. Now, this is where the games begin and where you have the power. 
You don't have no power with the original creditor unless you understand the dynamics of the Uniform Commercial Code and the negotiable instrument section where you can use ACV or the discharge debt through a bill of exchange, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's more of a sophisticated process. I used to teach that, but most people can't seem to understand that. So the credit validation oh, debt service yeah. works just as well. Okay. So what I tell people is this. When it falls into the hands of the collectors, never, ever pay them, never, ever ignore them. Collectors are going to call you. They're going to buy the debt from the original creditor. Then they're going to try to get you to pay. They're going to say they're representing the original creditor. They're going to use some fancy language, some aggressive language to get you to pay that debt to them. They bought it for pennies on a dollar. They bought it from the creditor. Okay, but they don't they don't have no relationship with the creditor other than that. They just bought it from the creditor for pennies wow, on the dollar. Yeah. They're coming after you for full face value plus penalties and fees. Now, right. let me just expound on that right quick here. Now, the, the, the sister asked me, does it affect, will it affect your credit by paying these collections off? Yes, it will. Because what happens is if a collection account is already five years old um, and you pay it, you're going to what I call re-age that account for an additional seven years. It's going to show paid, but it's still going to be a derogatory mark. A collection is a collection is a collection. It doesn't matter whether it's paid or unpaid. It's a collection. A collection means that the original creditors already paid the debt, already satisfied the debt when they charged it off. You just were too ignorant to understand the game when the collector bought it and tried to start the, start the clock rolling again. So you pay the collector... And you, you, the collector's going to tell you, oh, yeah, this is going to improve your credit. They're going to tell you anything they can tell you to get you to pay that debt because they bought it for pennies on the dollar. If they can settle with you for 50% of what you owe the original creditor, they still quite root for their investment. Okay? So they're going to tell you anything mm-hmm. they can that, that, that's going to help you. It's not going to help you. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to help you because the fact that this is money that you could be using more wisely on something that's more beneficial to you other than paying a collector who you don't owe a red cent to in the first place. Now, if you were to pay that account, so if, you, if you were to pay that account at the five-year mark, then what you've done is reopen that account and it gets to stay on your credit for an additional seven years, thus causing your credit score to go down. Okay. Can I ask you one question? So if I have these on my credit report and they've already been discharged, it's been 90 days and now it's gone to mm-hmm. collections, can I now get those taken off of my credit report since they've been discharged? Yes. Yes. Really? How, yes. I mean, how do I go about yes. doing that? I mean, <laughs> okay. Now, listen to me carefully now, okay? So the first part I've already addressed it because the Fair Credit Reporting Act can get anything off of a credit report, okay? The Fair Credit Reporting Act, that's the first step of our credit restoration assistance program. We're going to start to delete as much of that negative information as possible on the credit report. Then we go over <clears throat> to step two, what's called the validation of debt, and we're going to issue validation of debt to the collectors. Now, we're going to remove it using the Fair Credit Reporting Act, and then we're going to use the combination of the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act and the Uniform Commercial Code to stop the collector from trying to collect on the debt. So, see, as you can see, we're doing it twofold here. We're getting it removed from the credit report, and then we're going after the collector to issue a validation of debt to get them to cease and desist because a validation of debt is telling the collector, if you, if you did, in fact, do business with me, Show me the original wedding document or the original contract that I signed with you to get your services. They do not have it because that's destroyed once it's charged off. Mm. Okay, it is char- destroyed once it's charged off. So, but make sure you understand this because it can be confusing. Okay, it, it's going to be removed through the Fair Credit Reporting Act by distributing it on the credit report. Then we're going to go after the collector and tell them, I don't owe you a red cent and you need to cease and desist. 
unless you can show me beyond a shadow of a doubt that this debt had not been charged off. And you can provide mm-hmm. me with the original note. And they cannot do either. So my, my I want to make sure I understand this here because that was a lot of information. Yeah, uh-huh. so, yeah I know. So, I, know. <clears throat> I, I had the debt and three months later they send me a final warning. Okay, you better pay it if you don't pay it. Next thing I know, next month later, I get the uh, collection notice. So at that point, if it's gone to collection, they've charged it off. So I can mm-hmm. now yeah. have it taken off of my credit report, even though it's only been three months. I thought you had to wait a number of years to get that charged off, and that it stayed on your credit I know, report that, for seven years. Yeah, that's a misconception. <clears throat> now, here's, here's the thing. Let me explain this right quick, too. So let me, let me ask when you this real quick, too, William. Well, okay. Before you answer that, too, let me ask you this in, in, in part of her question. So say okay. if, um, let's say that the debt that she's speaking <laughs> of, let's say it was something that was a tangible item, like mm-hmm. something that she physically has a possession of, not necessarily a like credit a car. card, but let's say she has something, okay, like a car or something or that, that or something. you know, yeah, like okay. so she purchased something, she's physically got what she purchased, but she's gone out of debt, you know, she's been charged off of debt. So when you mm-hmm. talked about the process of the validation of debt, so what happens if they've gone through the, 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 the that step, they put it into collections, and now the collection agency has it. So, or, or right at the point that you were talking about, how does that affect when you have something that's a tangible item and it's been charged yeah. off? It's, okay, it's called secured and unsecured debt. A validation of debt can be used on right. unsecured debt only. It cannot be used. A house okay. and a car is what you call secured debt because secured debt. if you default, okay. they can come back and get the house or they can get the car. Okay. okay. But we're talking about unsecured debt. So those, those collections companies, when it says charge off, like the sister said, if it's charged off, then we're going to use the validation of debt to go after the collector to challenge them on jurisdiction because they do not have any right to collect on a debt that's already been charged off. Okay. Okay, so that's unsecured debt and secured Good debt. Now, let me make... Okay. okay. Now, so now let me make sure the sister, the sister was asking a question. Yeah, I know you had a combo question there. What was the other part of that question that the sister had asked? Uh, I think I just wanted to make sure that if, if that I thought when that got on your uh, credit report, it stayed there for seven years. I didn't know that if it, oh, that, was it that was it. <clears throat> I didn't okay, know that. Let me, let me answer that. Let me answer that. And seven, okay. That's the ideal time is the seven years. But I tell people toss any type of statute of limitations out the window. If the credit, that's only if the credit reporting agency is abiding by the laws of the Fair Credit Reporting Act, can it stay on there for seven years? Unfortunately, they're not, they're not following the law. So, so uh, statute of limitations is null and void. The credit reporting agencies can't try to collect on, I mean, can't try, I'm sorry, the, the, the credit reporting agencies can't keep anything on for seven years because they, unless they follow the law, and they have not followed the law in putting the information on your credit report in the first place, so you can toss that seven-year statute of limitation out the window. Okay. okay. Well, you got, like, you got about nine minutes left, honey, so go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. 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 Now, okay, so so now we talked about, the uh, sister came in, came in and asked that question that gave me the opportunity to go ahead and talk about validation of debt. So the validation of debt is step number two of our credit restoration assistance program. Step number three is the Federal Trade Commission follow-up letter. And I'll breeze right through these real quick, and then I'll open up for Q&A if we've got any more questions. The Federal Trade Commission follow-up letter is, once again, a statute of limitations issue. If the credit reporting agency does not respond to our clients' disputes within, within a given time frame of 30 business days, then that means that the credit reporting agency must uh, delete the information off the credit report. That's partially true, but what we do is we take the Federal Trade Commission, we breathe life in this entity called the Federal Trade Commission, who oversees and enforces the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act. We tell them 
The credit reporting agency has not responded to my grievances, my disputes. You need to take action and uh, make sure that they adhere to policy. Now, what, ideally, what the credit reporting agency, what the Federal Trade Commission is supposed to do is tell the credit reporting agency, since you violated 1681I of the Fair Credit Reporting Act, you must delete everything on the credit Hello. report or delete everything that was disputed. disputed. Right. So, so that's what we do with the Federal Trade Commission follow-up letter. Now, remember, no credit repair companies do this, okay? All they do is just mm-hmm. dispute. They don't do validation of debt. They don't do Federal Trade Commission follow-up letter, nor do they do cease and desist. And most of them can't even get out there and explain what I just explained to you about traditional credit repair in the first place. So the last step is cease and desist. So we use the cease and desist only to stop the collectors from communicating with, other, with parties other than the original party. Okay, so if they're calling your job, calling your family and friends or whatever, you could send a cease and desist letter, cease and desist letter out to the uh, collecting, collection agency telling them, do not contact any third party. Here's a number. Please contact me. You want to keep in contact <coughs> with the collectors. So in other words, like I told you at the very beginning, never, ever pay a collector, but never, ever ignore the collector. So this is part of keeping in touch with the collector so that you can issue a validation of debt to them when the time comes for you to do so. But the collectors, you don't want them to let you, you don't want them to know that. You just want to make sure that you're keeping them at arm's length, let it make sure mm-hmm. you're following every action that they're doing just so you get you buy in time so you can issue a validation of debt to them. Once you issue the validation of debt, you won't hear from the collector again. Okay. Wow. So that's what you call the the four stage credit restoration assistance program. We do we use the Fair Credit Reporting Act to dispute and remove negative information off the credit report, no matter what it is, no matter how long it's been on there. Then we use well, the well, combination how much of the is this fair- program? Okay, my, my program if you call in from this show here, my normal my normal price is six fifty. We charge three fifty if you're on this show here. And you call in within oh, thirty wow. days of the show. Okay, you call in within thirty days of the show, then you get it, you get our service for three hundred and fifty dollars for twelve months of service. But if you need the validation of debt service, that's an additional hundred dollars. So it'll be between three fifty to four fifty if you call in within the next thirty days of this show. If not, then you're paying between five hundred to six fifty. Yes, I do. It's, I'm yep. sorry, I didn't give all that out. My website is bad credit, <laughs> bad credit history repaired.com. That's bad credit history repaired, ed, that's repaired.com. And call us just so you know, we will, post this, we will post this on our Loud Mouth Radio page on Facebook. So the listeners, the listeners that have, uh, we've had people that are just starting to come in and are listening. Um, mm-hmm. But here's an opportunity, uh, definitely. Uh, William, thank you for offering that. That's a, a wonderful discount to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. go ahead. I oh, yeah, no problem. Up. The young lady's got questions, okay. but I will repost that for those right. who, who may just be hearing it. But go ahead. Great. Okay, so the website, once again, badcredithistoryrepaired.com. Uh, my Facebook business page is Bad Credit History Repaired, the same as my website. Then you can always call me. I've had the same phone number ever since I started the business. And that is 727-798-3092. I'm one of the owners of the company, and you always talk to me before you get started with any of our services, okay? So my phone number, as it's been for the last 20 years or whatever, 727-798-3092. Contact me at any time. My email is creditman47 at yahoo.com. That's creditman47 at yahoo.com. Always contact me first. Don't you don't don't contact the office unless you are a member of our services. Okay, uh, we we sometimes we give out our our phone number to the offices, 
on the air, but you cannot call that unless you're a member of our service. You always deal with me up front. Okay, and then I'll I'll get you situated and get everything ready, and then we'll get you in touch with our offices. Thank you. Okay, I think. Uh-huh. I, I, I learned quite a bit this, this afternoon. I'm going to look you up on the website. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, no problem. No problem. William, that was awesome. Okay. I'm sitting here. I've been notating myself. And, and Carla, thank you for uh, really triggering some great questions because you never know yeah. um, who's listening and who can take from it. I know I took a lot from it myself, and this is not. I'm not new, uh, newly exposed to, um, you know, credit restoration. But I promise you, every time, and and like you said, it's so important that people know and understand because things are shifting and changing. So, um, yes. so William, the fourth step, you know, uh, you had an opportunity to, to really hone in on um, some imperative things. Um, I cannot wait for people to listen to the playback because I know people came in and, and heard this in the midst of. But when mm-hmm. I tell you, for you to make that statement, it's so important. Never pay a collection, but don't ignore the creditor. Right. That was, yeah, powerful. That was probably one of the most powerful statements, yes. So uh, for those that, you know, that are, you know, there's multi-millions of people around the world that, that has been affected by credit. And I promise you, uh-huh. um, like you mentioned earlier, William, you know, you guys probably haven't even tapped 1% of the, the volume of people that need this service. Right. And a lot of times it does uh, start to grow from people's experience. But I'm a firm believer, just like now, we have someone that called in um, and, and, and started, you know, shooting off questions and, and you really uh, – insightfully provided so much detail for us in a very short period of time. So, William, I, I guess we've got about two minutes left here. What what would you like to share that we haven't had an opportunity to tap on um, before we wrap uh-huh. this show? Okay, great. Now, I'm uh, two things. I'm uh, I'm regular on the 12.50 a.m. I think they reach, reach all parts of the country, but 12.50 a.m. and 102.5 FM, the bone. I'm a regular on that show. I'm known as the Credit Magician, and you hear me on there weekly speaking on just what I talked about today. So if you can get that in your area, no matter where you're in the country, you can go back and listen to the archives as well. But I'm on there weekly, 1250 a.m. and 102.5 FM, The Bone. And you can, you know, check that throughout the country for the archives there as well. And you hear me on there, the credit magician, talking about the same thing I'm talking about now. Lastly, everybody out there that has a Social Security number, put a promotional block on your on your Social Security number. Now, I'm going to give that number right now. That number is 888 888- Five six seven eight six eight 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 five six seven yeah eight 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 five six seven eight six eight eight everybody should have a promotional block on the credit report and you should do it for five years or indefinitely put it on your children's social security numbers any family and friends or whatever the credit reporting agencies market your information if you don't put a block on your your credit report everybody should have a block on your credit report because the credit reporting agencies are selling your information, and you don't know who they're selling it to, and, and plus you're not getting a percentage of the sales. But they, they, they have the right to sell it unless you put a promotional block on your credit report. Everybody should put a promotional block on their credit report. I'm giving that number out. That's a free service. The credit reporting agencies do not promote it because they don't want you to take your name off their list because that's money out their pocket. Put it on your children, even if they're under 18. <clears throat> as long as they have a Social Security number, everybody should have a promotional block on their Social Security number. 888-567- Eight six eight eight. Well, thank you so much, William. I really appreciate you know this time. This has been an amazing show, and I'm sure those who are going to listen back to the archive is going to certainly agree. And um, I just want to tell you, thank you again. And for those who 
may have not had an opportunity to listen to the show. The great thing about our radio network is that we are able to have archives accessible to anyone um, by phone, by tablet, by computer, by your car. We're on TuneIn Radio with us over 50 million active listeners. Uh, Loud Mouth Radio Network is also platformed into Stitcher. This is over 6 million car dashboards across the world, as well as over 20 million iPhone Android users. And iTunes also archives all our shows. So all those Apple users, just conveniently put in Loudmouth Radio with two Ds, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H, and you'll be able to pull up all of our content. As of now, we are four years old as a radio network, and it's been an amazing ride. Thanks, and we're continuing to bring a dynamic amount of guests like, like William here and, and so many other people that are um, really taking the responsibility to educate, empower, and inspire, which is our three uh, main core values, and we're so excited. You know, we, we always want to give a disclaimer that Loudmouth Radio Network and its owners and associates takes no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests, but the statements of show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of the site or the radio station, and opinions between the talk show hosts may conflict. The site does not endorse anything as the truth. You have to judge for yourself, but we always speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. And I must say that if you have not heard the show from the beginning, I think that you'll find that William Crawley is the truth. I think that's a great way to end the show, William. <laughs> all right. All right. I appreciate it. Restoration assistance based out of the Tampa Bay market is available for you across the nation, anywhere that you're in a pivot hold of being a uh, considered a uh, person obtaining credit, I think it's so important that you understand and learn the vitality and the viability of knowing what to do and navigating with your credit. So, William, thank you yes. so much. You've been an awesome guest tonight, and we are so grateful you, to have you on. Thank you for educating, brother. Wow. We'll talk to you soon. All right. <laughs> okay, then. And for those who have not had an opportunity, Loudmouth Radio is open for our new seasons of new shows, new content, and uh, we're going to part ways with a little bit of soundbite to let you know just how we can put your brand together into our radio network. It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on LoudmouthRadio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706-363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com. <laughs> 